Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome to our first intermission. Uh, you know the story. Uh, the coach's corner is no more, and it's uh, 34 years. Look, we are all hurting. I have collapsed a hundred times this week, if not more. Um, we're all disappointed. So that was Ron McLean on Hockey Night in Canada Saturday night during the first intermission. And uh, nobody was quite sure what was going to transpire during that first intermission. Of course, normally it would be uh, Ron McLean and Don Cherry, coach's corner, in the first intermission. But as we all know... Uh, Coach's Corner officially ended last week as uh, Rogers severed ties with uh, Don Cherry following his uh, comments the previous Saturday. Uh, so Ron McLean basically spoke for just under five minutes. Uh, he's, he's clearly, um, you know, affected by this, this situation, spoke at great length about his uh, love and fondness for Don Cherry, has regretted how this all went down. Uh, and just how difficult it's been on everybody. And and I think, you know, as um, Gary Bettman put it today, Ron McLean really did speak from the heart. And it, it is a difficult situation for him, no doubt. Uh, it's still unclear at this point, though, what, what happens now with Ron McLean? What happens now with Coach's Corner, that first intermission segment? And, and even the future of Hockey Night in Canada itself? Right, obviously, there, there was a, a huge change a few years ago when Rogers got the rights to the NHL. Rogers took over Hockey Night in Canada, which, of course, had, had been controlled by the CBC. I mean, even though it's on CBC on Saturday nights, it's uh, very much a Rogers Sportsnet production. Now, when Rogers first took over Hockey Night in Canada, you might recall they uh, scaled back Ron McLean's involvement. Brought in Strombo, George Strombolopoulos, to be the host of Hockey Night in Canada. That didn't go over well with people. So I think Rogers seems caught between, you know, trying to, to take things in a different direction, but also trying, trying to stay anchored to the past. And now with what happened last week, that's uh, really thrown things in, into some chaos, I suspect. Well, joining us uh, for some thoughts on all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program, uh, David Schultz, a veteran sports writer, retired from the Globe and Mail. He's the author of the book uh, out last year, Hockey Fight in Canada, the big media face-off over the NHL. David, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. So what does, in your mind, all of this tell us about where, where Hockey Night in Canada is at and, and where it goes from here? Well, it, it's at a very different place than it was 20 years ago, clearly, um, where, you know, because, uh, I mean, this really isn't anything radically different than Don Cherry uh, has been saying all along. Uh, maybe he was a little more direct than he, he used to be, but, uh, you know, he's often said much of the same thing, if not on Coach's Corner, than to other interviewers. But I think what it does is show us that uh, the world around us has certainly changed, and uh, you know these these sort of remarks just don't play anymore. And uh, you know, a lot of people had better take notice. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, Rogers paid a lot of money to get the rights uh, to to the NHL. They, they've they've been having some issues in recent years, and and you know, the their audience numbers haven't been as as strong. Uh, so there's a lot of money at stake here. So how does all of that and trying to grow the game or the appeal of the game, how does that factor into how they deal with someone like Don Cherry? I think it it plays a, a big role because. Um, one of the priorities for the the 
suits at Rogers when they got the rights back in 2000, uh, well, to start the, two, I think, the 2014 season was, you know, to to grow the audience as, mm-hmm. as and and growing that audience means you got to reach out to a far more diverse uh, group of people than you did you you may have in the past and so uh alienating those people is probably not a good idea and so i think yeah when when those remarks hit uh, a week ago last saturday or this past saturday um it clearly wasn't going to be the usual uh you know uh Don Cherry storm where he says something controversial, there's a big blow-up for a couple of days, and the company stays behind him. Uh, this was going to be different, and, and I think a big part of that was that Rogers is very conscious of the fact they need to appeal to as many people as possible, and uh, you know, just aside from the sheer fact that, okay, yeah, these are pretty offensive remarks, and there's not a place for them. But yeah, the, the audience factor was huge. Do you think there's anything to the notion that they, maybe they were looking for an excuse to, to move on from Don, that, that you know, he, he obviously was earning a lot of money, he was sort of maybe a relic of the past? Or, or do you think that if, if Don had been willing to, to apologize and try to make this right, that they could have got past it? Well, Don's version uh, was that if he had been willing to apologize, he could have stayed, you know, kept his job. Um I don't doubt that there were probably there probably you know were one or two executives that uh, <laughs> would wouldn't mind a parted company and and this certainly came along uh, you know at the right time because there were very strong rumors late in the summer when Rogers was letting go of a bunch of other broadcasters and for strictly financial reasons mm-hmm. because they're you know they're not doing well enough on the on the hockey page a uh, package but there were strong rumors that Don Cherry was going to be one of them because you know he's one of the highest paid guys if not the highest paid guy at at hockey night in canada and that's a pretty significant uh, amount of money uh, i'm going to guess somewhere up to a million bucks a year um so yeah uh this they're probably i i i've said before there probably weren't a lot of tears shed uh in the executive suite when this happened now because some people think that uh don cherry managed to get out in front of this stuff in in the late summer when talk of all the uh job losses were and, and managed to ensure that uh you know they wouldn't make a move on him he uh he, I, I remember he reached out to a, a columnist in Toronto who uh, pretty much writes anything that Don tells him. <laughs> and, you know, this guy was writing, I think, more than one column, probably, as I recall, maybe two or three, and about, you know, yeah, and uh, Don saying, I'm coming back, and, and you know, and <laughs> the public wants him sort of thing. So it kind of made it tough for, uh, tough for Rogers if they were going to make a move on him to, to follow through. So, uh Yeah. Yeah, I think there is probably uh, more than one uh, person in Rogers that uh, was kind of happy how this turned out. But I mean, you know, and Don is such an institution, and Coach's Corner is such an institution. When when Rogers took over Hockey Night in Canada, was that a part uh, of Hockey Night in Canada that they were happy to inherit, or was it? I mean, what what was their feeling about it at the time? Oh, at the time, they 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 liked it a lot. Um, the Rogers people loved Don Cherry, and that goes right to the highest level. Yeah. Um, you know, and 
and that like Scott Moore was running Sportsnet at that time, and Keith Pelley was running Rogers Media, and they were glad to have Don Cherry because he was king of the ratings, and that was five years ago. The problem now is that all those guys are gone, including uh, you know uh, um, Nadir Muhammad, who was the CEO of Rogers Communications at the time, and then. You know, he left, then Keith Pelley left, and now last uh, what last winter Scott Moore left. So that sort of support system all disappeared on Don, and uh, um, you know, you could say maybe he didn't have the protection that uh, he used to. What does this mean for Ron McLean? Do you think? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, in the short term, it certainly appears he's going to, you know, the, the status quo will maintain. When, there were a lot of rumors going around last week that he was going to leave, and and Ron, in his rather confusing but certainly heartfelt address on Saturday night, um, he basically said he thought about quitting. But then it occurred to him that if I quit, everybody's going to think I'm doing this to stand. That means I stand with Don Cherry and that I agree with what he said. And I didn't, you know, he said I didn't want to leave that impression. So um, I, uh, you know, I'm not, I decided not to. So I'm going to guess that you shouldn't be surprised if starting next season, Ron is back to just doing hometown hockey on Sunday nights. He genuinely likes that show. Um, even though, you know, when Rogers took over Hockey Night in Canada, you remember you mentioned they brought in George Strombolopoulos, right. and it sure appeared, you know, that Ron McLean was exiled to Hockey Night in, or uh, hometown hockey on Sunday nights, which gets, I don't know, maybe a third of the audience that Hockey Night does. But he he really liked the show because it's a show that gets him out in front of the fans in small town Canada, and and that that's the sort of thing Ron just loves doing. He loves interacting with the fans, so he quickly came to to love that show. And in fact, when they asked him to come back and do Hockey Night in Canada again, he only agreed as long as he could stay as host of hometown hockey. So. That would be my guess, uh, you know, in in the next year or so. I, I, nothing's going to happen, I don't think, in this hockey season. But, uh, yeah, that possibility of change is going to be there up until the next season starts. And, and, you know, frankly, your guess is as good as mine as to what that means. But, it, yeah, it, it's still fascinating to me, though, the whole, you know, bit of business with you know, phasing Ron out, uh, bringing in Strombo, and then and then relenting, right? I mean, you know, so here's this this massive corporation, Rogers, and this is our, our property. We're going to do it our way. Uh, and it, when enough fans say, yeah, we don't like that, it forces the company to relent. And, and they did in that instance. I mean, here, there's there's no going back. There's no bringing Don back. But what does it tell us about their, their sensitivity to, to viewers' preferences? Well, they, you know, just... Simply because of the amounts of money, you know, the amount of money involved, yeah, they're very sensitive to that. Um, now, it did take two years for uh, them to make a move on George Strombolopoulos, but uh, you know, you could argue, well, okay, but that's only because you know the fans' complaints weren't dying down at all. Um, there, there's going to be let's you know let's apply this now to Don Cherry leaving there's going to be a pretty high volume of complaining uh, especially on social media now 
will that die down at, over time or not? Um, I kind of suspect that it will. And, and, and I don't mean die down quietly because there's still a lot of Don Cherry supporters out there. But I think it'll die down enough that, that the powers that be at Rogers will, will stay the course and, uh, and not, you know, bring Don back. I, I think that's a pretty unlikely, uh, a resurrection, uh, if you put it in the same terms as what happened with uh, with Ron McLean, yeah, I, don't, I I really don't see that happening right now. So, will, will there be a a coach's corner? I mean, you know, there Brian Burke, someone they they seem to to like. You could put him in there. I mean, but now you're you're just it it, it would be seen as Don's thing that somebody else is doing. And what, what do you think happens with that first intermission? Yeah, I mean, the way this whole thing blew up, I think, has kind of changed that notion. I mean, originally, I would have been willing to bet that when. Uh, and I wouldn't have been surprised if they were going to try and slide Don out at the end of this hockey season anyway. Um, I think the original idea was just that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring in Brian Burke. Uh, he's never been a coach, so they're not going to call it coach's corner, but you call it something else, you know, and uh, Berkey's porch or whatever you want to <laughs> call it. And it would have been essentially the same kind of show. Uh, it's just a different guy uh, spouting his opinions. But because with the whole thing about, you know, um, uh, slamming new, uh, slamming immigrants and, and, and all of this, and then the whole notion of the lack of diversity in the show, I think that there is um, a strong sense in the leadership at Rogers that maybe this is time to just step back and consider uh, what we uh we should do and maybe this is the time uh, this is the opportunity that we should maybe make this show a little more diverse and uh you know uh maybe mix up the lineup of mostly white guys uh and and uh and and go from there so that you wouldn't necessarily see uh some version of coach's corner again uh there hasn't been i i've talked to a few people at rogers in the last three or four days and the sense i get is that they were told by management that we have a plan but no one's been told what the plan is and i think there's a healthy my impression is there's a healthy skepticism on the part of the staff that there actually is a plan in place. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think Roger's management was blindsided, as blindsided as everyone else, you know, uh, and and why wouldn't they be? I mean, they, they may have wanted to make a move on him, as I had mentioned last summer, but they didn't. So they had proceeded, and any alternative would have been shelled, and then all of a sudden you're uh, one quarter of the way into the season, and it's all blown up. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I would imagine there's a you know a fair bit of uh, nervous uh, sweating going on in, no in corporate suite. And let me ask you that. I mean, um, it, it seemed as though Bell was was the front runner, TSN, to, to land the NHL, and that's part of the, the fascinating backstory to all of this. But do you see Don Cherry landing? At TSN or or anywhere else, what do you think happens with him? Um, well, you know, anything's possible because he is a popular guy, and uh, as far as I know, he's got a good relationship with the people at TSN. Um, but I'm just not convinced. I mean, there's his age for one thing. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, 
it's one of those things you just have to say anything's possible. Uh, and I'm I, now I got to admit this is just my guess. I haven't talked to anyone at TSN, and uh, you know, so certainly they have so many panel shows connected with their hockey broadcasts. It would be fairly easy for them to slide them in there, but. Um, whether or not they do, I would think the way Don went out would give them pause. Sure, yeah. You know, so uh, um, I wouldn't discount it happening, but at the same time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet a huge amount of money on it. All right. Well, we'll leave it there, David. Uh, some great insight more on the uh, backstory to all of this, that book uh, from last year. It's called Hockey Fight in Canada, the big media face-off over the NHL. Thanks so much for joining us here today, David. Appreciate it. Oh, you're it. quite welcome. It's my pleasure. All the best. Take care. Uh, David Schultz, a longtime sports writer, uh, formerly with the Globe and Mail. Again, his book, Hockey Fight in Canada, the big media face-off over the NHL. So the backstory to, uh, you know, everything that went on in Rogers obtaining the NHL rights and uh, what's happened in the uh, five years since. And now I guess we get another big chapter in that saga here, don't we? 403-974-8255 is the number, 974-TALK. What's well, an opportunity here for your reaction? If you watched Ron McLean on Saturday night, if you watched curious as to what they would do during the intermission or whether you've decided to just not watch at all now, 974-8255 is the number. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.